All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break the fishing news after Ram Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 238 of the Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Yaramchuk. Chalmers, Bag Milk, Jay and Wanye are all here as well. It's a loaded pod. We got a lot of stuff to get to. We got news on what the NHL is going to look like next season. We got our friend Scott Hastings from Odd Shark coming up. We got an update on the mouse apocalypse happening inside Wanye Manor. We will have more on that in just a second as well. But first, I need to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in the Edmonton area. Number 15 is coming right now. Our listener profile, he wants one out closer to Calgary. And uh, I mean, maybe one day, right? Yeah, uh, probably sooner rather than later. Probably within the next 12 months. I just want to say, uh, before you start on the listener profile, congrats, mm-hmm. Jay, Wanye, everybody at Oodle Noodle, the $100,000 donation video Unreal. that went up this week. Unreal. Pretty guys. incredible. Yeah, crazy. When we uh, started doing this in March, we didn't know where the heck it was going to go and how big it would go. But um, yeah, crazy milestone to kind of look back and reflect uh, and super grateful for everyone kind of supporting us since the beginning of all this to allow us to do this. So yeah. Um, Thank you, guys, and uh, thank you, everyone. Um, so it was a Hundo G and 14,000 meals you've donated? 16,000 meals. Six. But, yes, 100,000, yeah. Wow. It was even even interesting. Uh, Josh Park made the video for it. Uh, watching just as the months passed, just 
following along with the different AHS guidelines and as you changed in the videos and as, you know, everybody else changed in the videos. Really impressed. Go check it out. Oodle underscore noodle on Twitter. Oodle noodle gram on Instagram. And uh, if people want to get involved, like just because we hit a, or you hit 100,000 doesn't mean you're stopping, right? We're still going? Till the end oh, of yeah. time. Yeah, no, this isn't going away. So this is uh, this is something we did to support the community during you know some tough times. But uh, I think you know the working with these amazing charities, dealing with the people behind the scenes, supporting you know these agencies that are affecting people or that that, that are dealing with people who are uh, you know need support and are you know um, oh, I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to think of the term, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, it's it's been very powerful for, for them, for the people and communities they support, and even just for us at Oodle Noodle. So this ain't going anywhere. We are committed to do this forever. Uh, it's weird. Like, thinking back, like, I guess we could have been doing this all the way along. Well, we did it. It's just, yeah. it was, at, it was there was some frequency to it, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, we'll work with this partner on this and just kind of, like, do whatever, provide food here. There was just no consistent, like, rhythm or accountability to it so now I it's honestly, like a focal point i honestly think in going to calgary that giving money to local charities has a much bigger brand value than like getting bus bench ads and shit yeah oh, like, oh, i think oh. i think this is the way to go forward and market is like we help your community yeah, here's how 100%. cool 10% of all in-store proceeds at Oodle Noodle go towards a local charity. Uh, just quickly again, what's the charity we're working or you're working with right now? I keep saying we like the pie. I mean, we all one big family. Uh, we are. This is a family. Hey, you, if you, if you've ordered Oodle Noodle in your life, you're part of the we. True. Uh, we are still with the Christmas Bureau. So nice. I don't know if you saw the video. I dressed up as Tito the Turkey. And uh, sure, there, Brad had some fun with it again, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I'm getting ripped for that one, but that's kind of the point. Um, so yeah, I know it's uh, working with Christmas Bureau, obviously, they uh, do a lot of great work during this time. And then uh, today, shot the video with our next charity partner next week. And you know what? I don't know what it is. We've had a really soft, like mild winter so far, and it's like minus four outside. And I was outside for 30 minutes to shoot this video, and I am frozen still. Like, ugh. I'm drinking hot water right now just to try to warm up the <laughs> core, you know? Interesting how we've been spoiled through this first chunk of December as well. Yeah, it's like the warmest December in 50 years or something like that. It's the redemption for the, p- the pandemic. You're locked in your houses for the most part, but at least it's nice. Although, yeah. uh, true to Edmonton's form on Sunday. I'm looking at the old weather app on the laptop here. It says minus 15. So welcome back to the tundra a little bit. Giddy up. Uh, okay, let's quickly get to our listener profile here. Today's listener is one of our Instagram friends. It's Daniel Vandenbrink. So you can give him a follow. And uh, here's what he's got for the listener questionnaire. His name is Daniel. He works in aviation. He used to work for Flare Air. And he met us when we were flying on a nation vacation. So how about that? Uh, Going to Vegas. Yep. He now works at the Calgary International Airport. He's the guy who you see breaking all your shit. He doesn't actually break all our shit. He added that in there, though. Uh, One fun, interesting story about himself. His kid was born on the side of Stony Trail in Calgary. He says he had to start the delivery process himself, and it was terrifying. Wow. That's like a movie. Yeah. Wanye, as the new dad on the podcast, could you have ever seen yourself uh, getting involved in the delivery of young Wanye? I think it's amazing he wasn't born by the side of the road. 
quite frankly. I can see how that shit could happen. You're doing stuff. You're going to get a furnace filter. Next thing you know, baby's on his way or her way. I get it. Uh, when did when did Daniel start listening to the podcast? It was the Brandon Davidson interview that roped him in, and he's been hooked ever since. When he worked in Edmonton, he was commuting between Airdrie and Edmonton weekly, so that's when he'd get his podcast listening in. Uh, number four on it, which is, what's your favorite podcast moment? He says it's usually a, and you'll like this one, Bag Milk, it's usually a quip from Bag Milk. He's witty and always makes me laugh. He was once talking about Puya Yarvi and said PJ or JP could scratch his brain with his tongue. Sure. So some love <laughs> for bagged milk. Um, number five, favorite Oilers moment or memory. His mom used to babysit Ryan Smith when Smitty was a young boy. Uh, he said obviously was a big fan of his growing up when he had his teeth knocked out in the playoffs and was rushing down the hallway to the dressing room. The story goes he opened the door quickly, it hit an attendant. Smitty felt so bad that after the game, he apologized and even bought her flowers. Uh, adds that Smitty, always a great leader on and off the ice. That's what solidified his love for Ryan Smith and his love for what? the Oilers. Uh, no oodle noodle order because he doesn't, again, have one near him since he lives in Airdrie. But that Calgary area, it's getting one, baby. And his We're bonus his bonus answer for Wanye is that he's a solid seven. Gross. I love it. <laughs> well, good for Daniel. He's got some stuff in common. I, I have a brother that lives in Airdrie, and he also works at the airport. He's a pilot, but it, his wife also works at the airport as well. A lot of Airdrie airport workers. What's up with everybody Airdrie. listening? Everybody sending him profiles, being like two degrees separated. Like my mom left my dad for Max T. I'm Brian Smith's babysitter. I'm yeah. fucking Jeff Delorier's <laughs> third cousin. This is all impressive. Hey, Very stories. impressive. Stories sell things, man. That's why you get invested in stuff because of the yep. stories I've told you. You know, he had a story like that. And now Oilers are his favorite team, even though he lives in Airdrie. Yeah. You suspect that he'd be a Flames fan, but he's not. At least the Airdrie Eagles. I always respect yeah. Oilers fans behind enemy lines. You know what I mean? They've they've got a they've got tough sledding down. There. It's not an easy I've, life. I've got a um, uh, to go off of the mention of Jeff Delorier, Wanye. Uh, I have a specific request because what. What jersey number did he wear? Like thirty-eight or? Yep. It was yeah, a yeah. So we we always used to feature him, or always do on the ca- the hundred day countdown to the season starting. <laughs> which yeah. we should probably be doing some kind of iteration of that now. Bag milk. Well, I guess yeah. We actually, you know what? You just you just reminded me. I'll get it right. We, we need the date. This is this is nation or the we nation need, on the fly. Yeah, we need um, a firm date. But there yeah, is absolutely. a special request from another oiler who donned the same number. Who is upset that Delorie always gets the praise on day thirty-eight? I know about this. They every year talk to each other about it. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's it's a ribbing between the two guys. Delorie always flexes on this guy because he's the one that gets selected. So we have to help out our boy. Karan yeah, and sandwich. Who? Wanya and I talked about this a little while ago, and I'm trying desperately. I'm glad you brought it the up. Bruiser, trying desperately to remember to make this happen. Yeah. Hey, I got a spin to that. You know what would be cool is if, like, for every 10th number, you did, like, a listener uh, submission of, like, maybe their child playing hockey with a, with a jersey on for their oh, number. That's a good idea. And give them a little shout-out. Like, if your yeah. kid's number are, like, 27, then on the 27th day, you could, like, spotlight that kid, and that could be the number. Chalmers, you just got you just got to yeah. tell me what number your kids are. I'll get them in there. My numbers, my kids are 10 and 13. Or you could do it like a, a two-part in Instagram post where, you know, maybe the first image is the Oiler, then the next image for that day is like a, a minor hockey player. 
And then they yeah, might, okay. the sad, people invested in it. The sad part for me this year is we won't be able to do like my favorite is because normally we do a hundred day countdown or a ninety nine day countdown, and normally when it gets to the obvious ones, like last year, I think instead of Connor McDavid, we posted Finney on Rice from back in the day with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it just drives people oh, yeah. insane. Makes me laugh, but. You know what? I'm happy to start at 35 or whatever the fuck it's going to be this year. Let's go. Uh, you want an obscure Oilers story that popped into my brain today while I was scrolling Twitter? Do you guys remember Vladimir Thatchev? No, remember the kid they invited from junior who came into training camp and like won a spot on the team? And then when they went to go sign him, the NHL is like, you can't do that. That's against the CBA to sign him to a contract and the Oilers had to like let him go back to junior. Mac T like oh, totally that, uh, bungled it. That he was like a tiny Russian kid. He was like right? five foot six, Vladdy Thatcher. Yeah, he played I in the Q. Um I that. he scored a goal in the KHL that got disallowed and then it got retweeted onto my timeline today for some weird reason. And I just totally remembered that like obscure moment in the decade of darkness where the Oilers didn't know what the rules were for signing players. Great. That sounds a very familiar did, did he ever play in the nhl no and i think wow. the oilers i think the rule was the oilers he was still eligible for the draft so the oilers couldn't sign him to a contract and then the oilers like didn't even draft him or anything the next year he just like went away Weird. Yeah. shocked i didn't know that when my so on my brand for the decade of darkness is obscure oilers uh, I just went to go hold my coffee mug up to my face because I had it in one hand and I accidentally just put my mic right in my mouth. It was very gross. Um, all right. The big story everyone wants an update on. We turn our attention to Mr. Wanye. How mm-hmm. many mics have you caught? What's the, what's the news? Listen, I could make a series of jokes, each more off-brand than the last, about how happy I am to be killing mics. I'm not happy. It's not cool to want to kill another living thing. Having said that, these motherfuckers have to die. So... <laughs> What's the body have... count? What is the body well, count? I'm going to get to it. Each one is a story. you got to put faces <laughs> and names here. It's not right. statistic, for great sake. You owe it the honor of sharing its story. I said aloud to the room. I said, you're not my enemies, but you have to die. I have a child now. So Normally, we can all get kick it as a crew. Normally, but... it'd be like you'd allow some time for reason. Well, yeah, like a Diplomacy. series of yeah. like Home Alone-type traps that were like designed to get them to leave, but now they got to die. Are you so getting more statistics every single... That's it? I know. I know. And I was like, I'm not... I, I was at one, and I was like, this is not going well. So I did whatever I do whenever I have any sort of problem of any sort. I called Jaffa, right? Well, what do you do when you don't know how to work your furnace, Wanye? You call Jaffa. What do you do when you blow out the tire and suspension on your SUV? Take it to Jaffa. What do you do when you got to kill mice? Jaffa. So... Sean Green of Jaffa came over, and he's like, okay, we're going to go through your house like fucking inspectors and figure out where the mice A, are, and are B, coming from. And this guy, you'd think he was an exterminator for a living because he knew so much, right? And he's like, you got to set your traps. You got to set all your traps, and then you got to get up every morning and check your traps. I'm like, that's disgusting. I'm not doing it. And he told me a story that made me feel so inferior. I now check my traps. He used to check mouse traps in his house, with a three-year-old Marin Green who works at Jaffa. And three-year-old Marin Green wasn't scared to check the mousetrap. So I feel like a two-year-old Marin Green, because I am. So shout-out to Marin for being an absolute stone-cold killer as a three-year-old. And uh, since so then, I'm only getting, you, did, I'm getting one a day, man. It's bullshit. 
did he do what I told you to do? And that is like pulls out the stuff from your cupboard. Yeah. Did you find mouse droppings in places? Yes, but nothing in any cupboards. Just a few in the outside. He doesn't say it doesn't look like it's been a, a mouse house for very long, which is good. I never leave my house. Was he able to narrow down the point of entry? No, we think maybe the door got left open. Yep, that'll do it. You know I don't run a tight door game. What the fuck? Open, close, who knows? To narrow down the quadrant of the house that they're contained to? My TV room on the main floor, and then my basement seems to have a couple little droppings hither and hither. Hmm. Yeah, basement will be the one. That's the so it sounds like we're we're getting it under control. I don't think so. Not oh. with Dahmer's talking about ten fucking mice around every corner. Have you gone two straight days without a mouse? Well, I leave a body there as an example to the rest of them. You know you do, right? <laughs> no, so, you don't do that. It's like, it's what like do you mean? A, Why not? I want a head on a pike. God damn it! Yeah, I don't understand that. It's like putting Piggy's head on a pike. Lesson to the rest of them. If I walk into a cemetery at midnight and I see a dead body, I'm going to turn around and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you're a human being. These are little mice that are they're down. Not, they're not stupid. They're, they're not So they dumb. aren't coming near because they see a body? You have to assume. Well, I, I once, the, once there's a second body, I get rid of the other one. That's how I'm rolling. There's only one body sitting there. He's always last night. Huh. I don't think that's a great strategy, but I've never had. I've never gotten into a war with mice. So I've I, got ten traps out on the main floor, and I've got yeah. eight traps out on the basement floor. I'm rocking seventeen greens, one red. If you catch my drift, did uh, did Mister Sean Green feel that this was an adequate approach, or did he recommend any adjustments? Well, he had a lot of key adjustments. Like number one, no one cared to mention, and I didn't know that you're supposed to put bait in the trap. But he's so nice about it. He's like, so what do you think is going to entice the mouse to come to this trap? And I'm like, the goo. And he's like, no, you have to put peanut butter at the center of the trap. And I'm like, this is going to expedite the I murder. Thought, I thought you weren't. I thought you weren't. <coughs> I'm oh, using goo trap, the glue one. Mm. Where they run yeah, into it. And has, stick. Yeah, I thought that had like a sense to them. That's that what I thought too. Them. But he said we got to put think a, you have to smear peanut butter on those. Just in the middle blob. If you put a meat a, a snap trap out and don't put anything on it, then yeah, it's like fishing with no bait. If you know what I mean, Chalmers. If I told you would know nothing out, about that, you know you're a chummer. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> if I put a snap trap out, I would snap trap my thumb three times and then move. <laughs> yeah, <Move>. yeah. <laughs> I gotta get the goo traps out there, and I don't care if they squiggle. I don't give a good shit. Squiggle away, you little bastard. Well, uh, I believe right. you're winning this war, but I don't think they're fighting it when they see their troops going down. Well, I'm going to remove them the instant I get back to Wanya Manor now. The the point's been proven. Are you yeah. becoming desensitized? I, like The violence overall? Yes. I think this is my <laughs> gateway drug to serial killing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what, man? I iced like six mice during the pandemic. I don't care. Maybe I should shoot my neighbor. Maybe. <laughs> right? Who cares? I can, see why, I can see why you want it. I don't look okay. the mice in the eye when I'm disposing of their bodies. I just won't look my neighbor in the eye as I dispose of his. Mm-hmm. Oh Basically, what I'm telling you is yeah, everything's going what great. What? I, I, what I meant was like, are you desensitized to the images of dead mice? Like, is it getting? Are you getting more comfortable throwing them out? I didn't mean to. No man, I go downstairs in the morning. I go downstairs in the morning and I wear a bathrobe and winter boots. I have a phone at maximum volume. I go on my tiptoes and check all my traps. Then I go back upstairs to lie down like an elderly woman who's been frightened by the mailman. Wanya. <laughs> 
Yeah. Google Google the hantavirus. Yeah, I'm well aware. I have a microbiologist for a mother who's like, now you have a bigger thing to worry about than COVID. You're a hantavirus vector. And I'm like, great. I also have syphilis. I don't know how it works. Oh, boy. Fuck, fuck me. Fuck me in my mouth house. They're all going to die by Christmas time. Chalmers, until I see 10 bodies, I don't think that this is solved. Is that correct? I don't know. Two or three days, man. Two or three days. And I think, like, there's a, you might not have 10. Like, they might not have given birth in your legitimate, like, in your actual house. You know? Or maybe you got so, the mom. The pregnant mom. I think yeah, so. It, it's all about, it's all about a prolonged amount of time without one. If you're doing the exact same things and you're sporadically getting one every couple days, then just, you'll know, you'll know when they're gone. Well, I, I don't know because it's basically my worst nightmare, COVID-related, to be locked in a house with actual vermin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what I will do is always live with mice traps forevermore. This is part of my decor now. That's fair. Have you, know you I mean? have you come close to stepping on one of these glue traps at all? Yes, I did. I got the uh, rope of my morning robe stuck in one, and it was trailing me, and I thought it was a mouse in it running after me. I will be sure. honest. Because the reason I ask is you're a you're a no sock kind of guy, and I thought that'd be a tricky situation for you. Did I ever tell you the story when I stepped in a mouse and killed it? I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. That is that is enough mouse stepping for one life. Literally time. last week. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was thinking about it a lot. Every fucking person. Every person I talked to, I'm like mouse, 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 mouse. One time I killed a mouse. I'm on repeat. You phoned me that you phoned me later that day, and I tried to call you back. Was it mouse related? No. And when you phoned me back, I'd already re- retired for the evening. I apologize. I was oh, talking okay. about unrelated matters. Okay. Podcast related. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Makes sense. Do you? Does everyone here just walk around their house with no socks on, or are you all sock people? I hate socks. I take my socks off as fast as I possibly can. Oh, go. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm I'm kind of a mix. I recently just uh, received a pair of UGG house slippers Ooh. that I'm breaking in. Um, so I might be a house slipper guy here soon. Oh, I'm a slipper guy. Sure. I'm a slipper guy. I got these nice lambskin ones. They're running real soft. They're real nice, real strong. See, do you think Jay? Do you think Jay with the new residence that you're moving into, which is a glorious period house, you might adopt the fashion of the day? Oh, I could see Jay being a dandy. Hey, like if you got like, this yeah. is how a robe would have rolled in those days. Well, this like is this is 70s game. style, right? Like, I know, is, right? Right. So it's Al him. I'm going to be looking. Yeah, exactly. Like um, crushed velvet suit. Yeah, what whatever, whatever, what, yeah, exactly, whatever John Holmes wore before he got yes. to a scene. You know, embrace this. Okay. Lean into this. This is a very rarely seen look, but you're authentically yeah. of this era. Yeah, and then I've got to wear big sunglasses. Yes, and have yeah. a big long big chain. Yeah, maybe yeah. get yourself some of those shades too that they go from like the tint changes as they go down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and medallions. You got to rock and medallions. And I'll have these, this like this big kind of cardboard board pull out, uh, folded out um, aluminum uh, paper Dick. coated uh, thing for suns, like so I can get a good tan. Oh you know? yeah. Like, you gotta let some let some chest hair come flowing out of your giant collared shirt. No got a couple there. of buttons. Well, the thing is, I've got a lot of chest hair, but it doesn't. It only gets to a certain length. Mm-hmm. Maybe new seventies Jay has a different mode for chest hair. 
Yeah. yeah. And, then the the, and then I got to have the, the stock bar where you yeah. put booze into glass yeah. bottles. Giant ashtrays that weigh eight kilograms on every table. Yeah, definitely have to start smoking. At least. Smoking in the house. I can see you smoking that. a pipe. Oh, that'd be a real good look for you, I think, Jeff. Good look. I think I can pull off a pipe. There, there, there will be a chapter in my life where uh, I do, I think, smoke a pipe. I am, real? I, oh, I, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe. I think it just looks looks so cool. Do a um, Professor J when you're like 60 and get one of those jackets with leather patches and unironically smoke a pipe in front of children. Well, yeah. I'm slowly building up. When I turn 60, I'm going to be exclusively a Tommy Bahama model. So Absolutely. I'm slowly building up my wardrobe of Tommy Bahama. I've got four or five pieces right now. And I just want to wear like baggy Tommy Bahama from 60 until the grave. So run a stash, run a stash, run a stash. So this is, you're describing my brother-in-law's look. I don't know if you've ever met him, Jay, but he is a Tommy Bahama man with a mustache that's gone back three decades now. That's what I'm talking about. That's my spirit animal. Yep. All right. Um, This has been interesting. (laughs) Chuck knows, (laughs) he knows nothing of what we just spoke of. Well, I just think that's an odd thing to strive for, to be a Tommy Bahama guy. But I mean, what do I know? Um, if a you, Tommy, listen, listen, Tyler. If a Tommy Bahama guy rolls into your house for a party or event, you know that is a good time guy. I yeah. guess that's fair. It's the lifestyle of the guy in the Tommy Bahama. Like that's yeah. the thing. It, it just if you if you're full on Tommy Bahama, you just you're living a good relaxed life, and that's you are the Thomas goal. Bahama. I want to exactly. be. I want to be a Tommy Bahama guy too, but I want to be just yes. like my uncle Don used to be, where I have, I have the. Gold, most golden tan you could possibly have wow. with, okay. with white chest hair coming out with the yeah. Tommy Bahama shirt unbuttoned extremely low. <laughs> How I many buttons? A, How many buttons? Like at least three. I want to wow. mid-chest. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to have a front porch at that point that really yeah. emphasizes the shirt <laughs> and and a gold chain on. Not a thick yeah. one, but a modest gold chain. Yeah. And, a gold oh, wow. and I just want to walk around in those with khakis on and sandals and just Live my best life, man. Do you we have probably, a bracelet or rings yeah. in this scenario? Yeah, I was just going to say, Chalmers, we're probably, we're probably going to have to get into some gold rings, too, here. Yeah. So, yeah, gold rings. I, I could do gold rings. I could do gold rings. Um, I might go silver. I've always been more of a silver you man. You can't return to this era, Chalmers. I knew you when the first move you made when you walked into your house was you would take off a jewelry store worth of jewelry you were wearing for reasons only you knew, and you would make a pile in the house. No, and then you you'd come back do. and be like, hey, man, I forgot my watch, bracelet, eight rings, and a chain. You're like, wow, this guy travels heavy. What I would do is i take the bracelet off, and i put all the rings on yeah. the, the, the bracelet, and then click, clasp it together, and put the, the neck chain on it, and then the watch all around it. Why and wouldn't you just Charles wear your would go wear. You know what? Because I hate Charles. wearing that stuff. Well, so you can't they, rock it then. JR and I just bought these whoops. Not, not an advertisement here, but we bought whoop bands. <laughs> Which is like, Those are the best. I want one. Yeah, it's like a Fitbit times ten. It's more to do with your heart, your cardiovascular. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's, we've talked it's, more it's, science. It's, it's sleep. It's, oh yeah. Okay. So I hate wearing it. I hate wearing anything like that. I hate watches. I hate it. And so yeah, like I would take my jewelry off because I hated wearing it. You can't go back good. to it now as a rich elderly man who's tanned. Yeah, you're not going to like looks, it anymore. Hey, it's, I'm doing it for the fashion. That's, That's why true. I did it for the fashion the first time. Remember when I used to have, wear turtlenecks all the time and bring? Yeah, it was a great look. Chain on the outside. Look. That's a great move. And actually. a backwards Kangol hat. Yes, you look fly as fuck. Oh, it was yeah. really? To be out with Chalmers oh, was a fashion icon. You of used West. to wear a backwards Kangol hat. 
And, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and look like, you in the eye. You knew you earned it. Like Samuel you would L. Jackson bow to did. him. You would yeah. bow yeah. to him. Can you I, get a picture I, of this to me? Yeah, I got oh, a question. Yeah, I got, I got Is, plenty of them. Was Samuel L. Jackson your inspiration for this look at the time? I was doing this before Samuel L. This, oh, this, this was like this was like late nineties. That's true. I don't even know where you got the look. You just you're the first guy I, I ever worked, saw rocking a I worked at a clothing store. Yep. And yeah. I remember getting them in stock. So I used to do stock at a clothing store. So I get to see all the new merchandise that came in. And the day they came in, we started selling Kangol. And I saw these hats. And I started putting them all on. And <laughs> when you look in the mirror and you fall in love, you just, you, you, you go, listen, this is for me, man. Yeah, when you know, you know. They suited my head for some reason, and I liked it. And so I, I got one with my staff discount that day. So I was one of the first people like to buy one. And then I started running it, and it just became kind of my thing. You used to dress in those days like a 1980s mafia don. Like, you would rock chains and turtlenecks and fucking yeah. tangles. It was gangster. Lots of tank tops and backwards remember, tangle hats. I, my, wow. And I remember, we would, get up, we would get up on, like, Sunday morning, and I would get, and we'd be all hungover, and we'd be at our friend's house, all of us, or we'd be at your house, Wanye, and we'd go to, like, McDonald's or the convenience store, or oh, we'd yeah. eat food. We need food. And I remember our good friend, Lee Foot asked me once, why do you get dressed up to go to the convenience store? And he said he never forgot my answer because he, he changed his, his, his ways that day. And I just said, you never know who you're going to run into. Because, you know, you might have a girl that you really, really like. Yeah. You go to the mall sure. and, you, and, you know, and you're looking good. And they go, oh, my God, he looks good. It's so the slow I, play. I remember I always, Jay giving me similar advice once. He goes, Sometimes I like to text chicks in the middle of the day when there's nothing I could possibly want. An idiot texts girls at night only. Or Wanye. Shit. Damn it. Government name. <laughs> One second. I'll get this. 2747. You have to text them in the middle of the day. And the quote was to let them know you're there. Jay, thoughts? Yeah. Absolutely. Let them know I, you're there. Watch. There's a guy on this podcast who has, I believe, picked up. Um, someone at a gas station because he took care of his appearance to go to the gas station. Really? Interesting. Well, it's not me. Who the hell is that? I'm not. That day. We, we know okay. who we are. I suppose we all do. Are we, talking about, are we talking about because of, uh, did it have to do with a, a one Honda CRX that also helped sell the deal? Well, yes, of course. Wow. I would go to a gas station in yeah. a Honda CRX. Interesting. Uh, when, when one of us was in our Kangle hat era, he had so much momentum everywhere he went things were <laughs> happening i was once driving home in the in, on a sunday and then a, gr- a group of four girls pulled up in a ford mustang with a convertible off oh boy and they were like oh hey! boy and uh, so and i we that's when we stopped at the gas station <laughs> and and i got the girl's number ready to even try it was fucking awesome met her at julio's barrio that night wow fuck your fly respect well when you good look time. good you feel good. When you feel good, you get the confidence of Chalmers. And uh, our friends at Twig and Berries, they can help you do that. See, for most guys, grooming, well done, starts, grooming yeah. starts and stops with their hair and face. But if your below-the-belt care consists yeah. of only a splash of soap every so often, it is time to upgrade your ball game. You and your boys, they're deserving of a ball-focused hygiene practice that will improve your daily comfort, your confidence, and your skin health. It's, it's a big-picture thing. This company speaks to me. You know I love pubic hair maintenance guidelines being very high. 
Yep. Our friends at Twig and Berries have launched the Jolly Jewels Holiday Sack Pack. It's up on their website oh. right now, twigandberries.ca, <laughs> and it comes what? with three products. Let me tell you those product names. <laughs> you get the ball wash. You use it in the shower. You cleanse mm-hmm. them nicely. It works. Then You put this on your face. You're fucked, though, FYI. Then you get the nut rub. This is for after the shower. Okay, you rub it in, you feel it, and then I've been putting the nut rub on all week. Actually, it's very nice. I've got very smooth beans. And to finish it off, you give it a little with the sack spray, and there you go. Three products. (laughs) Three products all in one from our friends at Twig and Berries. It's the Jolly Jewels Holiday Sack Pack. Send a subliminal message <laughs> to the man who you are romantically involved with and pick this up for them. Or if you are a man listening to this podcast, pick one up for yourself. Get ahead of the curve. Get ahead of the curve. Much more likely. If you use hey, the bro, promo got- code NATION15, you're going to save 15%. Twigandberries.ca. We love them. Listen, we were just talking about some uh, some fine dating advice here. And if you got stanky balls, that's not going to do anything for anybody. Hey, Twigandberries. You never, you never, never know. What if that gas station encounter led to, uh, you know, a little basement encounter? Yeah. It would have been nice to have my twig and berries. You're not correct. And I guarantee you in those days, you were taking care of business. I guarantee it. I will run through the product one more time. Charles would have been again. using like CK1 for nut spray at that oh, time. Oh, for sure. Uh, I was more of a, uh, a, a Versace blue jeans or a uh, John Paul Gauthier kind of guy. Uh, yeah. Ball Tyler, wash. one more time. The ball wash, yes, is step one, and then you like go to the bath. then you go to the nut rub, and then you go to the sack spray to finish it off. Remember in Home Alone when he puts on aftershave? Yeah, and Rogan. What up. I'm imagining with sack spray, and I'm sure it's Wigan Berries. This isn't the case. I'm imagining I give one of the boys a squirt, and it's hands to the face like Macaulay Culkin, except it's hands to the ball region. I'll mm. I'll tell you what not to do if you have this three part kit. Make sure you put and use the right things and don't grab accidentally the deep cold gel and yeah. add that on yep. your nuts. None of these are eye drops. None. Nor are they banaka, um, yet they may freshen your breath regardless yeah. if things go well. Okay. Uh, so there you go, Twig and Berries. They also have a bunch of other stuff. Um, holiday uh, stocking stuffers. They also have their holiday <laughs> gift box, which you can take advantage of. Um, but the product they, they launched today is is just spectacular. And it's a good local company. It. It's important to be supporting local right now. So uh, check them out, Twigenberries. St. Albert Company, too, which I love because that's my neck of the woods. That's where I'm coming to you from right now. Um, all right, let's get we – got, we got a little bit of time before we get to Scott Hastings. Uh, the NHL, this thing's happening, baby. I believe it's January 13. I'm fired up. I hope they can do it safely. I hope it goes off without a hitch. I hope they have good backup plans in place for all of this stuff. But just the fact that we know within with a degree of certainty that in January we are going to be getting regular season hockey, that feels good. That, that makes me feel right inside. Can I ask a series of questions? Yep. You ran check, my source of truth. So there's a Canadian division. Yep. Yes. And are they flying freely between the cities? Yes, but I believe the plan is that you're going to have road trips that it, that are like, you'll go to Toronto and you'll play the Leafs like two or three times. And then you'll like immediately jump to Ottawa and play them a couple times and then come home. And like, the, you're going to not be on the road for very long. And, and, or not, and they're going to try to like limit the number of road trips as well. So like 
playing it like a Major League Baseball-style schedule. Also today, Frank Cervalli floated out the possibility that we could be getting... Uh, we could be getting a hybrid bubble to start things. Like all the teams could come to Edmonton for like the first month of the season and they could crush out like 20 games right there. Yeah, I mean, it will, I mean, even just the COVID numbers as they are right now, uh, yeah. makes sense to at least start in a hybrid bubble. Maybe mm-hmm. come in for a couple of weeks, bounce out for a week. I think that's what they were kind of talking about. At least the early reports anyway. Yeah. No fans anywhere? Nope, not to start. Not How until- the hell are they doing this? Not until the seniors get vaccinated in January, then all the lower bowl is going to be filled with blue hairs, and it's going to be great. Games We're are all going to start up like in the Jackass movie in old people costumes and want <laughs> our vaccines. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so good they, news though today, Wanya, you'll like this. Tom Gazzola reporting that Captain Connor McDavid on the ice today with the boys for voluntary workouts. Connor's in town. He's on the ice. Uh, Do you remember when Connor had COVID for an hour <laughs> and grew an inch in his recovery? Mm-hmm. COVID didn't stand a chance against young Connor. No, no. Too fast. Can't hit what you can't see. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jay, your reaction, you're fired up. Is the the tsunami wave of excitement hitting you? Yeah, it's like a double, double, double kick of excitement because as the fan, I'm excited that hockey's back uh, because I can't wait to watch it. We've been without it so long because the Oilers, we won't, we'll, we won't even count the return to play. We have not seen the Oilers play since March 11th. That one game win, though, was so good. Remember? Oh, oh that was good. That got me through the pandemic in 2020. Uh, also, that yeah. exhibition win over Calgary did it for me. Yeah, that really. was good. That was good. That was good. So when they go to Toronto and pound on the leaf for a week, I'm going to be, me and the mice are going to be having a party. Oh, yeah. Big party. Big party. And now the, the excitement is around, like, now the... Uh, we have stuff to talk about, you know, as, as the Nation Network. There's a lot of excitement. Now we get to ramp things back up and start doing all the stu- stuff that kind of gets the juices going. So, you know, the fact that the season ba- is back is like, I guess you could say a little bit relief because it was just hanging up in the ether. Mm-hmm. You didn't know if it was going to happen or not as a fan and, and as a person in, I guess, the sports media space. But, uh, yeah, very excited on all fronts, you know, firing up, working on ideas for gear designs, like all the creativity, creative juices are flowing. So very, very, very excited. Even today, I would say, so to take you behind the scenes a little bit, we do a, we do a group meeting via Zoom every Tuesday and the news broke of January 13th mid-meeting. And it was just kind of fun to watch this, everybody's face light up a little bit, that hockey was going to be back. It just, it was like a very uh, solid shift in mood on that meeting. And it was fun. Zach Lang broke the story inside the Zoom call. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Great shit. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun because I think like when it gets going and hopefully we don't have very many or I mean, hopefully none of these like long pauses where like a team has to quarantine and all that. Hopefully they get a little lucky from that perspective. But I think when it gets going, like it's just going to be full speed ahead and it's going to be a ton of fun. But I also think right now there's going to be a lot of pressure on the players to make sure that they're handling their end of the bargain and keeping themselves safe so that there's not those delays you're talking about. There's a lot of pressure on the players to maintain, you know, to stay inside and, you know, do you not think, do you not think the league is going to try to secure vaccines for players? Like, and get them kind of, yeah. Yeah. So they will. Like, if that happens, because, like, they've got, they've got the money to go and buy vaccines, mm -hmm. right? Like, governments are doing. So, like, if, if hopefully, like, 
there's a early vaccination period for them, and then it kind of just reduces the scares and disruption from doing all the travel and risks that all that that that, that has. They need to be careful from a PR perspective, though. They do. I, but I think, they'll still do it. Guaranteed. Yeah. I I just think that you remember they be, they're going to be like, don't talk about it. Remember that story that came out with uh, the Calgary Flames getting like their flu shots when there was a shortage that one year or whatever. Like that was a oh yeah, good remembering. That was a bad look, and I think that if. You know, if there's stories of like people that work in hospitals and stuff not being able to get their hands on a vaccine, but the NHL found a way to buy like five thousand of them, I don't think and that's yet what they the, will. I don't think that's and what they want. They I think they'll wait a respectful amount of time before they buy them. They, well, the thing is, the NHL only needs like a thousand. Well, you want to get the players like, and the coaches done, right? Seven hundred players, and then I would just say like three hundred. Support staff around. Imagine yeah, they're they on the edge of making two. the NHL, and they're like, "You have to go to the AHL. Can I have a COVID vaccine? No. Yeah. You need two yeah, thousand of it, so you need a thousand for the first round, and then a thousand more. So you need two thousand. There's a thousand players. It depends which vaccine, two. though. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're each two phases or not. Like you're hearing different stories. I think about the one approved in Canada is two doses. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's 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 one. Remember when we talked about the World Juniors and whether or not, like the Swedish coach just came up. Was that here? Did he? Are they here yet, or no. when do they come? They haven't hopped on the plane yet, but that guy's not allowed to come now. They've they've passed the point where if you have a positive test, you're not allowed in the World Juniors. So Sweden basically has no coaching staff, and they've lost a couple of players. Switzerland's <laughs> lost three players. Germany's lost a couple of players. Like the it, best. is that why, is that why our player this year? What was that, Chalmers? Is that why? I saw some Canadian players that were sent home. Yeah, and those guys were really- those guys were kind of cut though. Like they said it was for medical reasons, but those players like uh, none of them were really going to make the team. I think it was a bit of both. Um, but yeah, what a third rate country sending no coaches. <laughs> I don't know what will they're going to do. Will Broberg be playing? Is he still of age? He'll be head coach. Broberg, he might be head coach. But yeah, Broberg's in the tournament if Sweden comes. There's talk Sweden might not um, come. How do they do coaching? Peter like, Forsberg like- will show up. Coach yeah, exactly. and play and Matt Sundin. How do they do that? Like, can they name an alternate coach? I'm not. I, I'm on. I honestly don't know the answer to that. I think they can potentially find someone who can. But like, the rule is you need to produce like three negative tests in a row in order to fly here. So they would have to Imagine find someone. Like two Sedins just come out of the floor behind the bench to start <laughs> the game, and they're like, "We're here now," and then they just start controlling all the players in their mind. Well, you're you're joking, but that was talked about. Because the Sedins, I think, are in Vancouver. <laughs> someone floated that. They were like, why do you not just get the Sedins or like get someone who's in Canada yeah, right. right now who can coach No knowledge them? of coaching whatsoever, just good players, former players. Yeah. Be the story of the tournament. Get Adam um, Larson to coach before, him through it. Before, yeah. just, just a lot, before Wanye leaves for Scott Hastings to come in, I wanted his opinion on one thing. Since we're talking about COVID and all that, I want to know, Wanye, do you think we'll be watching movies and movie theaters ever again? Yeah. Did you hear what HBO Max is doing? Yes, yeah. and not, it's not going to work, right? They're going to be like, so? no, they're going to be like, uh, it turns out we need people to hand over $20 for Mission Impossible 8 to have Tom Cruise make $30 million a minute. Like, HBO Max is going to be able to distribute it, but I think the revenues are never going to be, they're going to have to go back to arena or uh, movie theaters just to get the revenues back. I would really like that because I think one of my favorite things in the world is going to a movie. Theater. Love going to a movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things ever. And I also yeah. thought like, how could you like, actors' salaries would have to go way down. Way down. Because like, box office is enormous, right? I think that people, 
people are going to want to return to normality of the things they love doing, right? And I think that but things I, like movies and shit, people miss them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be hard, though. Like, if, you, if, if, if I have the option to pay 10 bucks to watch a movie from my house or pay 10 bucks for a ticket or whatever it is, $15 for a ticket to go to a theater, I'm taking my house all day. I don't what? go to movies. I barely, I've maybe gone, me and my girlfriend have been dating now for two years. I think we've gone to like two movies together. I, I prefer my house. I prefer watching it on my TV. Well, to first of all, you're in shock. Call. You've got a huge tactical problem. You're leaving your, you're wide open for someone to snatch her at a movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're going to yeah. want to see a movie sooner or later. It's going to go without you. There's going to be a guy who looks sort of like you that loves movies there. What, are you going to let him just take her? Yeah, so I suppose plan? that's something Let I'm take her away? myself to. Wow. Well, for, me, it's not, it, for me, it's not close. I got snacks and beers in my house, and I got a real nice couch. Yep, me too. I'm in the same boat as Bag Milk here. I'm not a big movie guy. There is something, though, about the night out aspect of yeah. it. You yeah, go to a movie getting out and of there's like the atmosphere for dinner and, and then going to see a movie. Yeah. And there's certain movies that need to be seen in the theater. Yes. Okay. Agreed. I see that. I see that. I'm just personally like... I'm even sitting at home and watching a movie. Like I don't watch a lot of movies. It's just not really my jam. Pop, the popcorn hits a little different at the movie theater, you know. Oh, yeah. It's too salty. Oh yeah, too salty. Uh, what are you, what? my grandma? <laughs> you know who makes? You know, if you guys get the Kirkland microwave popcorn, it's about as good as it gets. I, mm-hmm. I've been trying to, yeah, I've been trying to air pop my own, and we're having Friday night movie nights where we watch like The Mandalorian and then another. Oh, air popping's a shit, buddy. Don't eat microwave popcorn. It is. Yeah, but air popping's good. Best. I bought one and it's like, it's like they're chewy. You know what I mean? Like they turn into like chewy little, bo- I know I bought the wrong kernels, man. You can't, don't skimp on kernels. No, never can't skimp on kernels. A good advice. Yep. Yeah. Never skimp on kernels. <laughs> yeah. No. The evolution of putting chocolate covered M&Ms in your popcorn. Yes. Is mm-hmm. just the dream. That is yeah. the best. And uh, you got to shake the bag up so that like two thirds of the way through the movie when you think you've eaten all your M&Ms. Yeah. You're not eating all your you M&M's. Not. No, they're down the bottom. They're hanging in the bottom, waiting for you. All oiled up. Your M truck, are you writing this shit down? You really should be. No, he's stressing because we got to get to Scott Hastings. I'm not stressing. No. Um, what am I supposed <laughs> to be writing down? M&M's and popcorn? All the gold I think, your, I think take we take have to change the name of this podcast to uh, The Life Coaching of Tyler Uremchuk. Yeah. <laughs> We have yeah. to help you lead a better life, my friend. Well, man, oh, man. I remember like three With months ago, Wanda tried to get me to leave and go to Europe for a month. I still think you should go and be a foreign correspondent. It wouldn't kill you. <laughs> I think it honestly might. <laughs> is that a Todd Gurley jersey? Who's yeah, it is. A, it is a Todd Gurley yeah. jersey, Juan. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing a Todd Gurley jersey on the pod. Rams I wasn't mean to say that. How the hell would I know who Todd Gurley is? Oh, sorry. I'm in Chalmers. Um, all right. Okay, we're going to switch gears here and get to our uh, our betting expert, Scott Hastings, from Odd Shark. Goodbye, Good luck with the mice. Make sure you take that government name out of your m It's going to keep me awake tonight with I, the mice. I have two notes written down. I have government name and I have NHL talk. <laughs> and we'll throw a third on there. Don't let the missus go to the movie solo. Yep. Or else she will run away with someone who's lurking outside the movie theater and looks somewhat similar to me. Yeah. Maybe right. an upgrade. All right. Carry on. There we go. Uh, okay, before I bring in Scott Hastings, though, would the only person on this podcast who got their pick wrong this week please stand up? I can't. I'm in my truck. Ah, uh, Chalmers, <laughs> we had a perfect week with the exception of your Steelers pick. 
I came in last minute. I made it on the fly because mm-hmm. I had to do, mm-hmm. and I only I had three games to pick from, and I picked the most sure thing there was, mm-hmm. and of course, because football, it was not a sure thing, and I don't know what to say. Yeah, know. like I was yeah. surprised. Like the, the Steelers seemed like a really safe bet on that one. Um, as Scott you know Hastings, what? Is, oh, what what's up, Chalmers? This has just been the year, in my opinion. This has been like the year of the look pass game, like. All these teams that should be beating other teams are losing, and that was exactly what I felt happened on in Pittsburgh. And you know, yeah, just Scott, did you hear? I screwed us on a perfect week. You had a perfect three and zero. They went three and zero collectively, and I screwed us with the Pittsburgh pick. And he missed the show. And he missed the show. (laughs) That's true. Tell Jay to get me that hoodie. Scott, and then I'll be on every Yeah, Chalmers Cha- has been <laughs> protesting because Jay hasn't bought him an Oilers Nation hoodie yet. Uh, Scott Hastings, how's it going, man? Good, fellas. What's going on this week? Are you a big movie theater guy? Like, do you like going to the theater to watch a movie, or are you more like me and Bagged Milk, who, like, I'm, I'm a homebody. I like sitting at home watching the movie on my TV. Yeah, well, and, you know, you can pause it and run to the washroom, and mm-hmm. I don't know why movie theaters don't serve beer. I don't know. Why am I not allowed to have a beer watching a Disney movie at the movie well, theater? Is that a problem? They, they do, but, but you have do. to go to the VIP theaters, yeah. and they only play like a couple of releases in the VIP theater. So if you want a beer, you got to be in, in one of those. And if it's not the movie you want to see, you're kind of screwed. But yes, I agree. You should be able to watch and drink as much beer or wine or whatever you want in a movie theater. And you should be able to have basically what they have in some of the states in the like NFL stadiums where you can order it from your phone if you have the app. And they'll yeah. bring it to your seat. That'd be great. Yeah, no theater. I was in a theater in Texas, and that was what you sat in like a lazy boy. And you the got Alamo? Served, uh, it was in Dallas. I can't They're remember called what Alamo it was theaters. called. They're unbelievable. Yeah, and so they serve you throughout the movie. Hmm. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah, and you get a blanket. Yeah, not out here. We don't have any of that. No, no, no. our liquor laws here are so archaic. Yeah, it's yeah. Insane. yeah but, hey, wait. Do you know what? You guys haven't been to a movie before. Before the pandemic, probably a couple months before that, at the Simplex Odeon movie theaters, you could get a tall can and go in any theater with it. Really? You could get a Bud Light. Yes, you were able to. And I remember that because I was shocked that it hadn't happened sooner. And yes, it was happening. And COVID ruined it all. If you got a missus with a sizable purse, you can bring in a camel pack of rum and coke if you want chocolate. Well, that's that's it. You can put a bag of wine in that purse that they bring. But yeah, <laughs> a camel back. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump into the betting talk here. Actually, no, forget that. Before we get to specific betting talk, uh, we got news from the NHL this week. I mean, the All Canadian Division—it's all but confirmed. Scott, we've never gotten your take on that. Do you like the All Canadian Division here? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Although the one concern I have is the travel. Are they going to be a little sluggish going from, you know, Montreal to Vancouver? Yeah. How are they going to set it up? I ho- Hopefully, I heard uh, I heard uh, somewhere that they might do like a baseball-style series yep. where, you know, you play three games in five days or three games in a week or something. That makes it a little more interesting. Uh, but yeah, I it should be, should be lots of fun. And I, I love the rivalries that's going to spur. And, you know, this is the first time in, in quite some years that almost all of the Canadian teams are fairly competitive. Like Ottawa is going to take a step forward. Montreal is growing as a team. You know, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary. Everyone is very competitive, and, and, and it should make for a very fun, uh, fun division. Stressful uh, division. It's going to be stressful. Yeah, yeah stressful. big time. I, yeah. I haven't seen odds for it anywhere, and I'm sure we're going to do a ton of this kind of talk leading up to the season. But if you had to guess right now, 
Like, is it fair to assume the Leafs will be the favorites in that division from a betting perspective? And part two of my question is, is there a team who's going to be a little lower down that odds list who you kind of like as a good sleeper? Yeah, so I, I would I would have to assume the Leafs or Edmonton. If, I think they're going to be one, two. Uh, okay. Probably, I, I would say, you know, you might get the Leafs at plus, let's say, 300, Edmonton plus 350. And then I would, you know, I would, I'm interested to see what Ottawa does that, you know, Thomas Shabbat, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he's so, so good. I watched him when he was in junior here and just an absolute stud. Uh, so I do, I do look forward to seeing what their, uh, defense steps up and how much better they get. And then, you know, Brady Kachuk, uh, you know, another year of development and, and such like that. They had how many top five picks now? Three top five picks in the last two years. So they're a little still on the young side of things. So I don't know if they can really challenge to win the division, but I think they're going to be scrappy as all hell. Fun to watch. Yeah, yeah big time. And, and they were they were a top out last year. They were a very good yeah. underdog team last year. They were not a team that you could just walk in and, and run and blow them out of the water. They were competitive. They were scrappy. Uh, you know, getting Anderson out of that team, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I think Ottawa's really tough. Plus they're going to be getting like an interesting like high-end player because of the contract issues of like Tampa or Vegas that that, that will probably be a landing spot where they get like a like legit veteran to come and and probably even help the kids so the shortened season might also help them out especially 56 games you know they they match up well against uh Ottawa or sorry Montreal uh Toronto always lays duds against lesser teams so I'm sure they'll they'll sweep the season series or something there so, you know, there, there's a path for them to be very competitive in that division. Uh, I know Bag Milk usually asks the rookie betting question of the week, but we got a DM this week on Instagram from Alex Antosh. And his question was, when you look at like different spreads, you can bet a game at minus 11, or you could, you know, go in and bet it at minus 10 and a half. Or if it's a 10 point spread, you can get it at minus nine and a half. Is that a way for a rookie better to maybe increase their odds of getting a bet just going in and taking that half a point is, is there times where there can be value in that yeah definitely you know not only does it give you the extra breathing room uh, of that half point but also you can potentially get a push which you know uh, if you listen to ninja on guys and bets ninja says a push is a win so you know that you can count that up as your record getting better you know i it, it all depends on what the juice would be because typically if you're buying a half point in uh, basketball or football, it's only like 10 cents a juice. So it's, yeah, it, you know, it's not, it's not a bad investment because at that point you're a rookie better. You're just looking to get some wins on your belt. So I, I don't mind it. I've been knocked out by the hook so many times where, you know, you bet on a team to win by three and a half and they win by three. It, it happens all the time. And buying that extra half point over the stretch of your betting career it is definitely worthwhile i don't usually do it though <laughs> just uh, saying I, i'd yeah. rather just risk it for the biscuit but uh it is it is a wise investment uh let's dig into week 14 here in the nfl before we get to our picks and a couple of matchups that jump off the page to me from from an odds perspective buffalo and pittsburgh partially because you know i am a uh, i am a bills fan despite the fact i'm wearing a rams jersey right now Uh, But the Bills started as underdogs when the lines opened. That game's now jumped. The Bills are favorites after being underdogs against San Francisco. 
this feels, even as a Bills fan, like a little bit of an overreaction here. But what do you think of this game? Yeah, I think that's just uh, coming home. Yeah. You know, you, you see that West Coast, East Coast. So I, I find sometimes the odds makers do over adjust for that uh, that line shift of, or the travel shift, if you will. Uh, th- that said, Pittsburgh as an underdog feels like an auto bet, just an 11-1 team. They had trouble moving the ball over the last two weeks, but James Conner should be back in the lineup. That helps because Benny Snell, I thought he was going to take the ball and run with it, and he did the complete opposite. He was horrendous. I'll call it like it is. I thought Benny Snell was absolutely atrocious. Um, So I think James Conner in there helps them out a lot. And they they mentioned that in the broadcast in their loss there, that they had no ability to run the ball. James Conner back in the lineup will help them run the ball for sure. And that just makes them much more dynamic. So I think as a as an underdog in eleven one team, it's an auto bet. It's like Green Bay was an underdog what two three weeks ago, and it's just one of those ones that it may lose, but it almost feels like you're an idiot if you don't bet it. As a Bills fan, I won't be betting on them, but I'm a little <laughs> bit less inclined to bet on the Bills this week uh, just because of that. Um, and as someone who is Benny Snell in our Nation Real Life Fantasy League, and I'm probably going to miss the playoffs. I was not happy with his performance either. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, another matchup here. Like, how much do you read into momentum in the NFL? Because I'm looking at the spread in that game between Chalmers Cardinals down in Arizona and the New York Giants, and I'm like, that's to me a two point spread in that game, especially with Daniel Jones still up in the air. I'm not buying it. Like, I, I think the Cardinals are a better team than that, although they are coming off some losses. Yeah, I. I there's something to be said about momentum and uh, like a team gelling as opposed to just like a run of they get a few wins or they have a few losses. I look at New England and that's a team where I feel like they're starting to gel both defense and offense. And, you know, the, it came up 45 nothing beat down over the Chargers last week. And it almost looked like both sides of the ball knew what they wanted to do to put a game away. I like the Giants here as an underdog. Sorry, Chalmers, right. but uh, I, no. I do. I, I think they're starting to get it together. That offensive line uh, is starting to really pick it up. And that's where I thought when at the draft, because they, they had the what, fourth overall pick and they took an offensive lineman uh, out of Georgia. And, and I thought that was really going to help Saquon. Saquon, of course, blew his yeah. out. Uh, but Wayne Goldman is, is a viable back. The problem is if you go with Colt McCoy, uh, it gets a little sketchy pretty quickly. See, my thing about the Arizona Cardinals are, is if you really look at them, I also am like your run truck where I, the optics of them are they're just a better team. They have better personnel. But they are a Hail Mary away from being 0-6 in their last six games, yeah. which is bad. And, they, and, and they're not great teams in there. You know, like they lost to Miami when Miami was changing their quarterback. They lost, you know, they lost to the, a lot of the games are by three, but like they lost to the Bills by two, you know, they're close games. They almost lost that Monday nighter to the Seahawks, and that was the peak of their season. It's been downhill from then. And Tyler's not playing the way he was. There's rumors out there that he's that he's you know he's come up limp in some part of his body that he's injured, and you know it scares me. And like the uh, the Giants, I mean, they showed me something last week. That's for sure. Yeah, I've heard Kyler Murray's dealing with some rib injuries. That's that's uh, what I had heard. So that's that's not definitely good for a guy that's going to run and throw the ball across his body as opposed to sitting in the pocket and letting it go. I think he's definitely hindered by that. I also find he's very, uh, he's second guessing himself and that's an issue for a young quarterback. Uh, you know, cause typically he just knows what he's going to do. He's going to tuck the ball and run or he's going to throw it to D hop. And it seems like he's second guessing and the wide receivers are maybe 
pulling up a little bit or trying to. It just seems like they're out of sync. So I, I like the Giants here as an underdog spot. And there was one play in that last game where I have to agree with you because mm-hmm. he didn't see uh, Dehop on a route, and you could just see it in his face that Deshaun Hop- uh, that um, Hopkins was like DeAndre Hopkins was just like you can tell he's second guess like he's questioning like what's going on right now. Yeah. You know, he, he he looked defeated in that moment, and that kind of those little tiny snippets they tell a story. You know what I mean? Yep, totally. Uh, before we get into our picks, you're talking about young quarterbacks, and that leads me to jump to Jalen Hurts. New Orleans, Philly. We got New Orleans. I believe they're seven-point favorites in this one. But with a guy like Hurts, who we really don't know a lot of, we've seen him a little bit this year, but that always leads me to want to stay away from a game when it's a rookie quarterback coming in, just because I, I really don't know what's going to happen with that performance. Where do you come out on, on Jalen Hurts in Philly? Is that going to give them a spark, or do you think this could lead to uh, New Orleans covering that spread? Well, I don't know how much college you guys follow, but of course he got bumped for Tua in Alabama, mm-hmm. but then Tua <laughs> got hurt in the uh, college football semifinals, and Jalen Hurts came in and brought them back from the depths of despair to win that game. Uh, you know, Hurts is Hurts is a he's a good, reliable quarterback, and I just I just think that Philly is a, a complete wasteback basket right now. I just think there's so many issues. Their wide receivers are not helping out Wentz. They're not going to help out Jalen Hurts. They can't get any separation. They look like they're running in mud out there. Uh, you know, Fulgham had that little stretch there of three or four weeks where he looked like he might emerge into something, and he hasn't. Uh, Rieger, their first-round pick, has been non-existent. Uh, the offensive line is trash. Miles Sanders helps things definitely, but I just there's no way that I can back uh, Philly in this spot. And then going against uh, just a scrappy, scrappy defense that we're seeing from New Orleans, it's uh, no, sorry, Philly. Do, do, do you ever remember seeing a ball like this two years ago at about this time? Carson Wentz was being talked about as an MVP candidate, and now he can't keep his job. And uh, like you see those receivers, they you're right, they are not helping him, right? But I just feel bad for that guy because he's he's getting no help. He, there's something about him that people just don't like. And when you got a guy like Jalen Hurts, who you said, like, he comes with a lot of um, uh, pedigree, you know. So I feel bad for that guy, but I've never seen anything where, you know, he, he's getting MVP talk this late in the season two years ago. And yeah. now he's he lost his job. That's a fall. But they can't cut him because then the Eagles would owe him something like $59 million. He signed, yeah, he signed one of those <laughs> contracts when he did. It was crazy to think yeah. that he was getting it. And he was an older quarterback coming into the league. Yeah. yeah. So he was 28 years old, I think, when he was drafted, was he not? Oh, he was on the older side, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's dig into our picks here for the week. Just going back and looking at how we did last week again. Uh, Scott, great week for yourself there. Chalmers, you're the <laughs> only one of us to miss it. But uh, just our records on the year here. Chalmers, you're now 5-8. and eight. I'm 6-7, and yeah. seven, so I'm getting close to that 500 mark. Jay, you are 4-8-1, and one, so you're almost catching Chalmers. Bagged milk, an unbelievable nine and four on the year. You've <laughs> nailed your last four. And uh, Scott Hastings, you're up to sixteen and eight in your predictions on this podcast, which is, I mean, that's why we call you the expert. You're, you're nailing almost everything right now. Uh, but you bounced back from going one for three in week twelve, perfect three for three in week thirteen. Uh, Chalmers, we'll start with you this week. Where do you want to go for your pick? Okay, so I am going to. Um a game that I really don't want to go to. I wanted to bet something that was going to be a little bit more fun to watch, but I'm picking something that's just kind of glaring to me. Right now, the Bears are a mess, 
And um, the Houston Texans lost the game last last week. Just you know, right at the end of the game, kind of a you know a fluke fumble. I think Deshaun Watson, even though he's lost his number one wide receiver, he's still got good pieces there. So I am taking the Texans minus two. I think uh, most have him at minus one and a half right now. I'm looking on odd chart right now. So you're getting him at minus one and a half here for the sake of the contest. Uh, next, we'll jump down to uh, Jay, who got Detroit plus three. Fantastic stuff last week. So where are you going this week, Jay? My coach theory came to fruition yes. yet oh, again. You got yeah, lucky, though, man. You did, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It's what was the score? Yeah. Coach right theory. One. You're right. Jay does not coach theory all the time. matter. Coach theory... Always they hated win. that guy so much. So I was yeah. at I went skiing this past weekend, and someone ran into me, and they listened to this podcast, ah. and they said, "Who do you got?" And I walked them through the coach theory, and I said, "You take Detroit," <laughs> and uh, and I and, and I said, "You take them on the money line." Nice. And, all right, uh, all right. did. Get so what? Yeah. <laughs> so what I did this week is I parlayed uh, Detroit money line with my Brownies money line. Ooh. And that that paid like almost plus eight hundred. It was glorious. Yeah, that's a great bet. Good job. Yeah, that was so great. You Thank you. Bet? I had I had to share that. You only ever talk about the wins, never the <laughs> yeah. 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 right? Uh, so uh, who's your pick this week? <laughs> um, I'll always uh, support the fact that the Brownies are plus points, even though they're a better record than Baltimore. Maybe given I don't know if it's the quality of competition or whatnot. That game scares me, but I'm definitely pulling for my Brownies. So. Don't be afraid to, to look at All the right. Browns on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to parlay them with... That's how I'm going to do it. I'm always going to parlay oh my, my Browns. Okay, what something. is your pick? I am on the Washington football team train. Wow. Okay. So I was impressed with what they pulled off this week. Their defense is fucking insane. Yep. They are Alex Smith is getting it sorted. I know Gibson might be out, but McKissick is a nice backup option. I have him on my fantasy team. I know that for a fact. So I'm going Washington plus three. All right. I don't hate that either. I think that's a good choice. And Scott, you're nodding your head. Like that Washington defense, they prove something. I've I've been talking about it all year. Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan. So uh, Chase Young, when he went to Washington, I just, I had some some, uh, choice words when I was watching the draft because that's not where I wanted to see him go. Get out of the NFC, anywhere else. Uh, and knowing that a, a Dallas team would have to face him for the next 10 years, a guy that I could totally see be a Hall of Famer in the future. That guy's an absolute weapon. And when he when he was in Ohio State, just absolutely shredded opponent often, uh, offensive line. I, for my pick, I do not trust my Buffalo Bills this week. I, I just, I don't want to take them as favorites against an 11-1 team, kind of the reasons you said, Scott. Uh, so I'm going to go, Detroit last week frustrated me because I bet against them. I shouldn't have faded Jay. I apologize. Um, but I don't. Apologize I can, to yourself. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be able to keep it close against Green Bay. So I'm going Green Bay minus eight. I think Detroit might put up. 14 to 20 points still somewhere in that range, but I think Green Bay is just going to torch them. Green Bay minus eight is my bet this week. Uh, before we get to the expert, Scott Hastings, bag milk, where are you going? Uh, excuse me, I am expert uh, like, I feel like. <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm going to be going uh, Kansas City is in Miami. They're sick. Oh, I fucking knew you were going to go to Kansas. You're so predictable. You love the Chiefs. I do. I'm a Chiefs guy. I'm going to go Kansas four record is speak for itself. I know. Man. Okay, I know. Casey over Miami. Minus They're seven. 6-0 on the road. I'm liking Mahomes. 
Give it to me, big man. All right. There you go. And uh, Scott Hastings, where are you going this week? All right. Well, you guys have hit on a couple of mine already. Uh, my, my best bet here, uh, it, it just seems like a no-brainer that the Bengals three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to Dallas uh, all day. Dallas is horrendous. Andy Dalton's going to throw more picks that he used to do in Cincinnati. Uh, Dallas, 2-10 and 10 against the spread. Cincinnati, 7-4-1. and one. Uh, Yeah, all day. I, I like the Bengals just to outright win that game. I just think Dallas is horrendous. Uh, my second one, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with the Giants plus two. I like that, uh, game against, uh, Arizona. I just think that two teams trending in opposite directions. And I didn't, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Kyler Murray recently. Um, so I, I like where the Giants are headed. And so two point underdogs there. And then I got to get my revenge against bag milk. I got to do it. We're going with the Dolphins Ooh, plus seven. Yeah. That one, I wanted a spot last week, but I liked this pick, so I couldn't fade him. But I got to go at him this week. Uh, Finn Andre, Jeff, uh, oh, we were in, friends. In, in Miami, we're not. Uh, we're going head to head. Maybe next Battle week. Battle of the experts. Next week we will. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like Miami plus seven here. I think they just sort of keep it tight. Uh, that defense is playing well. In case he had some offensive struggles a few weeks ago. And I don't know if they're really up to tune either. So give me the fins and get my goddamn revenge. <laughs> All right, Scott, as always, man, appreciate your time. Wait, wait. Before, wait, before wait. you leave, okay. I just want to start always asking you about the Thursday nighter. Um, the Thursday nighter tonight, Rams, Patriots. Rams are a four and a half point favorite. What do you think tonight? Yeah, I, I'm not sold on this game. It's going to be a good game. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't have a strong feel with it. I've got Pats covering and the over, but I, I'm i personally probably not going to play anything. I might play a touchdown score uh, later on. Who, who, uh, who would you take? I haven't looked at the odds. I was all over Cam Akers the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, I knew I had heard the game maybe when – I can't remember who they were playing. But they had talked about him starting to take over the backfield. And he only got like two touches that game. And I was like, it's coming. I bet him the next week he was plus 400 to get a touchdown. And he did, and he's looked terrific. So Cam Akers, depending on what his odds would be. But, yeah, Rams to win, Pats to cover, and the over. All right. It's always tough when you got a guy like Cam Akers and Robert Woods and Cup to, to bet, because I like to bet the first touchdown score of the game. Yeah, sure. And uh, I usually, like, like pad one team, because you put 10 bucks on it, you're usually getting plus 450 for the, the bet, like the worst odds, you know? And it can be plus, plus 1,000 for a wide receiver. So. Yeah. I like yeah. those bets, and I always pick one side. So yeah, Pat, I'm gonna Pat's, go Rams tonight. Pat's defensive touchdowns an interesting spot too. Hmm. All right, wow. leaving mm-hmm. us with some with some juice there. Thanks, Scott. I take care, guys. New England tonight. All right, there you go. That's Scott Hastings from Oddsite.com. Check him out. Uh, it's your spot to become a better, better, a smarter, better. They got all the odds listed there. They got expert advice from their great staff of writers. They got the supercomputer as well. Oddshark calm uh guys enjoy the thursday nighter tonight and uh when we talk on monday we will well i mean we'll have our picks to die to, to, to dissect but we're also going to be you know four days closer to nhl hockey so there you go thanks for your time today guys okay one one oh. quick thing it is is it um playoffs start when next week in our fantasy football league yeah yeah okay so this is a big week this is a big week so our fantasy football league right now is looking like myself uh JR is in the playoffs, Mahomes and Mundare, and number one draft pickle, who was the uh, profile from last week, Felton, 
there is a play for somebody to get in. Give me, give me more. But your M-Chuck, I think you might be. Nah, you're still kind of in it. Eh. You'd have to have a big week. I, I need some things to break my way. I, I think I might be done. And uh, it's going to be a tough conversation with my GM at the end of the year. It's the best time of year, boys. Everybody enjoy it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Uh, this episode, episode 238 of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Twig and Berries. And, of course, Oodle Noodle is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.